No matter how dysfunctional your background, how broke or broken you are, where you are today, or what anyone else says, you matter and your life matters. That is a quote by Germany Kent. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 34. The topic of this week's episode is You Matter. My guest this week is Orrin Stewart. Orrin is a man who lives his life with purpose. He believes his purpose is to help people see how important they are to this world and the reason they live. Orrin believes we all have a story and that our stories must be shared. As a motivational speaker, radio personality, life coach, husband, and father of five, Orrin believes there is still time to serve those in need. With a team of amazing people, Orrin is able to bring to the world a positive dose of inspiration through podcasting and talk radio. As he continues to grow in his quest to reach and speak to people around the world, his faith is what he relies on to be his motivation. Hi, Orrin. Welcome to the show. Hello, Trina. How are you? Thank you for uh, having me. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for being here. This is kind of interesting to me because you are a podcaster as well. You're in Baltimore. I'm in Houston. And you have a couple of podcast, but I listened to the O Factor, and it's the who, what, and why from everyday people. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your podcast, because I think we have some things in common. Gotcha. Okay, no problem. Well, like uh, like you mentioned, my name is Orrin Stewart. I've um, been doing radio for about three years now. I also am one co-host out of five of us called Style and Substance. It's a Facebook live stream show. But my particular uh, podcast that I have um, of my own is called The O Factor. It's getting an opportunity to just get to know people and their stories and what they do and what has inspired them to uh, see something within themselves that they would like to do and share with the world. So I've had people on from hairstylists to uh, professional football players to just everyday people, chefs, you know, chefs. So just just everyday people who really have a story to share and, and, and tell the journey of how they got from where they are, from where they were to where they are. I love that because, as you know, here at Trina Talk, I do something similar, but mine centers around inspiration and motivation. And I, like you, I like hearing other people's stories because I think that inspires. Everyone, has a, everyone has a story and my story is different from your story. My walk is different from your walk. And I think hearing different people's stories and perspective of how they've gotten to a place where they've um, strived and achieved to get may impact the same person differently or multiple people. 
So, Orin, tell me a little bit about you. Give me some background about yourself and how you came to be a podcaster. Wow. Uh, such an amazing question. Actually, I appreciate you asking that. I'll start here. Um, and I'll, I'll be 42 this year. Um, I'm married. My wife and I have five children. So I'll kind of like make that as a, a point to, to, to um, and I say in that, but then I'm going to rewind. So as a kid, I always enjoyed um, talking. Like everybody knows me. I love to talk. I love to listen. I love to get to know people. And um, just always really been inspired to, to help motivate and help encourage people to see really what um, life is about, you know, just how much of their their, their existence matters. So just always been somebody that has uh, positioned myself to listen to people. Really, I'm very much big on um, letting letting people see that if they never felt like anybody cared about who they are, uh, I, I care about who they are. So getting to where I'm at now, um, you know, being able to do stuff in media and being able to, um, you know, have an opportunity with a platform to have people share their stories as well as myself. It's kind of like a, a match made in heaven, um, you know, with podcasting and radio and, and all of the different type of streams that we can now take advantage of. It's, it's given me an opportunity to really um, help people see that even if they don't see their lives as something special, but, but that it actually is something special in that it can impact and, and, and inspire somebody to so if it's to get up off the sofa, to get up out of the bed, to, to, to quit a job and start a new one, to become an entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, that's pretty much where um, now coming full circle to the O-Factor, that's what the O-Factor is. The O-Factor is a show that we look for old moments, those moments that make you say, oh, wow, I never knew that, or, or oh, wow, how inspiring. So that's really what the O is. Also, it is the O in my name, my you know first initial, but the biggest thing is... Um, just so amazing moments. I've taken the A out of amazing and I, I, um, I have a thing I say, I say amazing instead of amazing. So it's really um, just just highlighting amazing stories and amazing people and amazing moments. That's really what the O Factor is about. And that's pretty much, you know, who I am and, 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 um, and what it is that I love to do. Hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> yes, you did. And I'm, I'm really geeking out here because it's, and I, and I don't want to, sound you know biased but you don't find too many men who are doing what you're doing yes ma'am yes yes i understand that's true okay so okay you got me i keep hearing that (laughs) yeah you don't and so it's what as you were speaking i was going yeah he's like the male version of me and you don't you don't hear many men who are taking that route of inspiration not in podcasting it's more you know the sports you know male things it's not yes. I call this a yes. soft skill yes yes I agree I agree so yes. that is what I'm so impressed with and what you said is you like to let people know that they matter yes that is that is that is every that means everything to me yes that is so powerful it, it's just and and we all need that but mm-hmm. I don't think we know how, I don't think we know personally within ourselves sometimes that we matter. And I don't think there's always a support system around to tell you that. I would agree. Yes. So, I mean, just, you know, and, and, but how did you get to, how did you get to that place of saying, okay, you know what? I want to be a good listener because we, you and I both know there's a difference between listening and hearing. 
It sure is. I, I, I look, and, and I'm going to use the terminology. I preach that all the time. So I, I, here's why I'm saying this. I have a scripture on my, um, so I'm a Christian. I'll start off by saying that. And, and um, one thing that's very important to me is my faith. So, so here in my home, I have a, um, a thing. I change out uh, different quotes and sayings from time to time. So right now I have the scripture, uh, James 119, which says, be quick to listen and slow to speak so that you're slow to become angry. And I have it so that everybody in my home, when they leave out of the door, they can remind themselves to, to position themselves to listen to to life, to listen to people. So for me, really where it came from is just really believing that uh, God has us to, to, uh, to turn our ears on to, to one another and to really tune up. Well, I'll say turn on and tune our ears into one another so that we can really, really see how special we all are, no matter within our differences, but just really why we all exist and why we all really are getting in a, and having an opportunity to um, impact this world in an amazing way. So, you know, that's that's really I would have to say where it came from. So it's just growing and becoming more um, bold within what it is that I believe that is true and what I believe that is is important for uh, people to know that no matter who they are, where they are and where they're coming from, that they matter. You know, just just I would have to say point blank, period, that, that they're important. Wow. Yeah. Such and that's a that's a oh wow like you were yeah. saying. <laughs> so like I said I'm 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 really loving this because I'm thinking wow that's exactly how I feel yes yeah so my question to you is because just like me and I'm at the same point where you are mm-hmm. how did you get to that point what was your what was your thing or the it to make you say you know what I want to change my life and live it this way? Uh, you know, I, I have to start here and I'll tell you something interesting about that question. You, you, you mentioned that you're in Houston, right? Yes. Um, two years ago, my wife and I, uh, two to three years ago, I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was 2017 or 16. We came to a marriage conference down in Houston at uh, Lakewood at um, Joe Osteen's church. And my life changed that day where I really saw how powerful the message of God was on a larger scale. And, and here's why I wanted to use this as an example. I mean, I, I would have never known that you were from there. So this really kind of just like, I, even as we're speaking, it just kind of set me on course to say I had to share this story. So where I was already, um, you know, kind of in the beginning stages of moving into doing what I'm doing now in media. So I'm a life coach. Let me start up there. Uh, I have a degree in social work. Uh, you know, I do counseling and things of that nature. I started a, um, a consultant business about five years ago. And um, and I work with the youth here in Baltimore. So I'm jumping around, but it's all going to tie in. So what it is, is when I came there to the marriage conference and I got an opportunity to really see, you know, just God be experienced, the presence of God be experienced and shared on a whole nother level. Um, it just really let me know that the opportunity that all of us are really given to impact this world and figure out who we are is right is right in front of us. And, and and to some people they may say, oh that sounds so cliche, it sounds so corny, but it really, really doesn't. It's so, so true. It's just that we have to take the time to be willing to listen to what the world is saying to us individually, then in turn impacts us and then it's for us to impact this world collectively. So that's really how things started for me. Really honestly, you wouldn't believe it, but coming to where you are um, set me on course. It's something about Houston. My, my my wife and I actually were considering, and we're still, it's still on the table, even considering relocating to Houston because we were so impacted by Texas and just, just all of, just the spirit of, of, um, of what Texas has. So 
really, honestly, and I, I couldn't say it any different. It's something about um, where you are and really what changed our lives as a family. But that really gave me another um, charge in the battery in my back to really um, make sure that what it is that I'm doing here um, continuously grows to be able to provide opportunity, not just for myself, but for others to share their story. Mm, that is so good. And it's, it's funny you share your story about Houston. And I have a story about Houston because I've been here eight years now. And wow. And I'm because I'm originally from Chicago and I've lived okay. all over. Um, I'm a naval officer and I've lived all over. But eight years ago, a job brought me to Houston and wow. I didn't have any choice in it. They just said, OK, you're moving to Houston. We're moving you there. Yeah. And I was going, why? Why there? Because where I was living at the time, they had an office there. And that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, well for sure they would not move me and, and spend, you know, have the expense of relocating me and my family and my home when there's yeah. office here. Well, that's what they did. So long story short, I get here and I just encountered so many different issues and problems. And I just, I fell to my knees and I was going, Lord, you know, why, why did I leave the life I had, which was comfortable Yes. I'm here and go through all of this. You know, this is happening. That is happening. It seems like, you know, I get up, I get knocked back down. Why? Well, yes. when I stop to be still, to, to listen and to reflect, God put it on my heart that he didn't bring me here for the, for the job. He didn't, mm-hmm. have, you know, he didn't have to bring me to Houston to get me a job. I had a job. Um, yep. But kind of like you, I start seeing my purpose, which is. What I'm doing now is speaking and I want to do coaching, leadership coaching and empowering women, inspiring them. And I'm also in the process of writing a book. So everyone, you just oh, wow. you just heard it here. It, oh, wow. Yeah. So hopefully it, it'll be done. I'm hoping here uh, soon. But wow. I I found that that was my my purpose, my calling and and. I listened to and and I I used to go to Joel Osteen's church. Uh-huh. Right, um, right now I'm a member of uh, Bishop Jake's in Dallas because I was going to Dallas a, uh, a lot, and so I okay I'm there whenever I'm in town I go there. But when I'm not, I stream him. But and I know I don't know if you're familiar with his new book, Crushing. I not 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 familiar. I have to definitely uh, pick it up. Okay, so he has the book Crushing that just came out a couple of months ago. And basically, he goes through and he talks about all the different things we go through life that crush us and the purpose of it, you know, and there is a purpose and nothing just happened. There's a plan. And that's what I began to see from my life. I said, this is what I was meant to do. I was meant to inspire others and impact others. And that's what I want to use my voice for, because like you, I talk a lot. And when I was young, that's what I did. So now I'm taking that to empowering women, speaking, doing coaching, writing this book. So it's just funny how you say that. And it's funny how life happens. And when you sit back and you, you know, tap into your yourself and, and God, the things that you can see and the path that you can take. Yes. So true. So true. I, I was just saying it last week on my, um, closing episode for my first season of uh, the O Factor, uh, the gentleman I had on, you know, I mentioned as we were talking that 
it's not for us to seek out our purpose, but for us to follow the will of God and in turn our purpose will find us. And that's just to me really what I think is so important for us to really share. You know, we hear so much about purpose, 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 but we really don't get a chance to hear many people talk about how, you know, when God created us and, and not to just kind of sound preachy, but just to keep it real for, for all people, even people who don't believe that at the end of the day, we've all been created with a purpose to do something um, that is only set out for us to do. Now, now, will it be so grandiose and, and something that somebody will tune in to watch or listen to? Maybe not. It may be something that somebody, you know, that's just walking on the street gets an opportunity to to have one's life be impacted by somebody else. But that's why, to me, uh, just kind of really highlighting why what you're doing and what I'm doing as far as us um, really wanting to help people see how important they are and, and, and why the story that lies within them has to be shared is because we all have a purpose. We all have, um, you know, just something that's special. And, and, and I, and I you know, Grant, I guess because I do this all the time and I'm always talking like this. So it's, it's funny kind of to hear myself say it again and again. I love to have the opportunity to kind of repeat um, and be consistent in saying the same thing, because I think that's what the world is missing right now is, is the is a is a full dose of positivity. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get so much of negativity uh, pushed upon us visually and, and audibly, you know, through what we listen to, through what we see. But if we just tune our ears and in our hearts into realizing that it's just as much positivity as negativity it is in the world, we just have to choose to, you know, um, tune in. It's like the half a glass of water, half full, half empty. You know, it's both all day long. But which one do we choose to, uh, you know, to, which way do we choose to look at it type of thing? I agree. And I feel the same way. There's so much negativity going on in the world. And that was one of the reasons why I stopped watching the news, because I found myself getting stressed out watching the news. Yes, and indeed. I just came to the conclusion. I said, I'm I'm not going to add to this. If if anything, I'm going to be positive. And if people want to talk to me, that's what I want to talk about. Just something positive, something encouraging. Yep. You know, I don't want to be part of the, the, the madness and the drama and gossip. I don't have time for that. And I just, I refuse to let that come into my life. So, so true. So as you're, as you're going through life and, and you're doing your podcast, what have, what have been some of your, oh, wow moments? What have some of your guests said that you thought and said, oh, wow, you know, I never thought about that, or that's something that I learned? Yeah. I'll tell you, look, and, I, and that's a, that's an amazing question. I'm going to go back to one of my first shows. I had uh, a young lady on, um, actually my very first show, Miss uh, Sharia Savage. She has a uh, hair salon here, so she's a, um, hopefully I'm saying it right, a master stylist. And she was talking about, and granted, this may seem very left field, but she was educating me and my listeners on the importance in taking care of your scalp. And that how so many of us do not really understand that it's, it's more than just washing your hair and putting a, a oil in it of choice. But it's important to know that the scalp has so much to do with the, uh, the health of the, the head and the health of the body. So that was like my, my initial oh wow moment of um, the, the 25 episodes that I've had for this first season. It started the ball off rolling that I was like, wow, I didn't realize that having somebody come in and share their story about hair and about um you know, how they got into becoming a, 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 a stylist, that they were going to educate me on my scalp and educate my listeners on the purpose of, um, you know, taking care of their scalp. So I, I share that particular story because that was the initial old moment. Like literally, I, 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 I can remember saying it now, like, wow. And she just said, you know, this is something that she has always 
also inspired to want to share with the world. And, and that's what really let me know that it doesn't matter what we do. Everybody has something that will impact somebody else's life to have them say, wow. You know, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's an episode I have that's uh, it's called Solo Show with O. And um, it's like my seventh or sixth or seventh episode. But that's what I said on that particular one. It was just really highlighting my first six episodes and, and sharing with my um, listeners that, you know, this is what you're going to get from this show. And mind you, it was, I've, I've had like I think it was, I think I had 25 in my first season. But that was the biggest thing. Those moments of things that we really think nothing we don't think that much about. But it's something that we all do. You know, everybody washes their hair or put something in it. But how important it is to take care of the top of your head, your crown and 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 then the importance in health from the top on down to the you know to our feet. So that was one of my number one old moments just from the beginning. I could tell you tell you more, but that was one. And and I'm sitting here listening to you going, wow, myself, because <laughs> <laughs> that's it is it is it's not something that you think of, you know, your scalp. You just think, okay, exactly. hair. And like for me being a woman, I just think, okay, I, you know, I need to wash and condition so my hair can be nice and pretty and smell good but you don't think further than that as far as like you said the your guest was saying about the health the overall health of your body and how that plays into that and I'm a firm believer just like you said everyone adds value in some kind of yes Yes. we all may not be able to speak on platforms or like you said it may not be something your gift may not be something grand and it may not Mm -hmm. be something that um, you necessarily get paid for, but everybody brings something to the table. So true. So true. Yes. I, I, if I can highlight another particular uh, component that we have of our show, it's called Get Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable. It's a series. And I do it with um, a young lady who is my assistant. She's my assistant producer, but she's moving into a position of becoming um, possibly a co-host with me. And what, what we do is we talk about um, topics that are normally uncomfortable, but the importance of us needing to talk about it. So what we had, one of our first um, installments of Get Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable was the importance of having the conversation about sex with your children. So that one was powerful. I mean, I've had people walk up on, you know, walk up to me and say, you know, that particular show inspired them. And I'll tell you one thing that really, really let me know that we had to make that a part of our, uh, our full show was I had a lot of fathers. I had a lot of men come up to me. And that was, that really hit me because they were saying, you know, I, I want to talk to my child or my daughter uh, about, about this. And, and I don't know how to do it. I feel uncomfortable. And I happened to, you know, somebody suggested me, su- suggested to me to listen to your particular episode about it. And they were like, it really motivated. It inspired them to see that it's something that no matter how uncomfortable it is, it still needs to happen. So that was another one. I just, I wanted, I had to throw that one out to share with you. That was really powerful. I think I'm need, I need to listen to that one, too, because I have two yeah, teenagers yeah. and I've been kind of dreading. I've, we've talked about it here and there, but I yeah. have to laugh because when it came to puberty and first um, getting into the sex education, you know, the school sent home the form saying, you know, do you allow your child permission to this? And I said, yeah, OK. And then so I went out and I bought books for him. So I have a girl at the board. And I was like, OK, read these books and let me know if you have any questions. Because <laughs> <Yes, indeed. Yes. laughs> so, I was like, oh, my goodness, how did you know? And I did give them a little talk, but the book was more on their level. But it is it's something that's uncomfortable. And, you know, it has to be done. Uh, because yes, indeed. 
you know, because if it doesn't, you know, you don't want the opposite of when you don't talk to them. Exactly. But that is so good that you took that topic and decided to do an episode on that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We we have we have created it as an installment now of the O Factor. So we've had I want to say we've had three episodes. The first one was uh, uh, talk to your children about sex. The second one actually was with two youth, a brother and a sister, that they wanted to talk about um, you know the the challenges that they have of living their lives as um, young believers in God and the adversity that they experience. So um, being able to have a conversation with your parents and with your um, support of, of how uncomfortable that, that life is, but how important it is to live. So that, that one was another powerful one. And then we had another one that was dealing with um, PTSD, with, um, you know, the post-trauma that so many uh, people experience, but especially, you know, our um, first responders and our, our, um, and our soldiers that, that fight uh, for our country. So, you know, it, it, I'll tell you something to kind of go back to a question you asked me earlier, because that's we're talking is, is having me remember. I am in such awe of just this opportunity, and I always give glory to God on how He's allowed me and He's allowing me to be able to um, have a platform to share, as well as to, to to have others come and share with me their stories of just the amazing men of, of of who we are as a people. You know, like we were, like you and I both were saying, we hear and we see so much negativity, and we know that it's enough of good things happening in the world that could balance it out, if not drown it out, you know, drown out the negativity. We just have to figure it, figure, we just have to make it our duty to use our platforms to do so. And I, it sounds like this is what you're doing. And it definitely is something that I'm doing. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I have a question for you. And with that, and with that being our themes and our purpose, what do you, how do you find people reacting to that or, how do you go about letting people know that that's maybe a, a way to change their life, change their mindset? Uh, I would have to I, my, I would have to probably say the number one way that I've done and, and it's something that I've made it uh, a duty of mine, especially probably in the last three to past three to five years is living it. You know, really, really embracing it by living it more than it being something that I say, but letting it be fully what I do. And I think before it was always something that mattered to me to do it. But where we're human, we make mistakes, we fall short. and We're going to always because that helps us to realize, you know, where we need to get back up and, and, and make some uh, adjustments. But that would probably be the biggest thing, choosing to live it more than say it, which is now with a, a platform that I've had over the you know past three years and where this has begun and opened up a whole new door. But it's now this is what people say to me. So I, this is not really me saying it's what people say to me. They cannot wait to listen to the next show or, or, or wait for the next whatever it is that I have going on because they've got an opportunity to experience me and the consistency of how I, I you know, live my life as much as I can and the transparency of how I'm willing to share who I am. They just, they're, they're always just um, excited for whatever uh, platform or whatever opportunity that they can tune into whatever it is that I'm doing and whoever it is that I'm talking to. So that would probably be the biggest thing, just choosing to live it more than speak it. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. I'm I'm doing the same as well. And it's amazing. And it's funny because I'm a Christian as well. But when I started to do this podcast, I was thinking, no one is going to listen to me. I'm a nobody. But it's amazing how many people do. And then, like you said, they come up to you and they're like, oh, I can't wait for next week. As soon as, you know, 
soon as Monday comes and I see, you know, it pops up that you have a new episode, I'm listening. And I never thought that this platform would be that platform for me. And it's just amazing. And I have, I have interviewed some amazing people and just like you, I've met people who I was just like, wow, okay. Didn't think of things like that. Um, Yeah. In particular, uh, a few, well, probably about a month ago, I interviewed um, a lady from Australia and she owns her own company. And we were just talking about leadership, things like that. And something that she said to me that I had never thought about, but something that I was like, I think I want to implement that. She says mm. every morning she just stands at the, the door and greets her employees and, you know, wow. takes their hand or hey, how's it going? How was your evening? How's your family? And I thought, you know, and she's like, yeah, she's like, of course, she doesn't have a big company, but she said it's worth her taking that time out of her day in the morning for her employees to see her and for her to connect. And I thought that is brilliant. It really is. It's, It's brilliant because you're actually telling people that I have time for you. Yeah, that I value you. Yes. Yes, and I value you. So she stands at the door every morning and she said, I don't care what I'm doing, what I have, when I know, you know, the employees are starting to come in. She said, I, you know, hold calls. I don't do meetings. This is what I do. Wow. And, that is- yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yes, it is. Wow. I, look, I'm taking a page out of that book. because As you were speaking, I was thinking about it even you know, starting at home, you know, when, when I was, wow, as you were saying, I was thinking about the fact that even with our families and our children and our spouses or whoever lives, you know, with us in our home, you know, just the importance of greeting one another and, and starting our day off with a, you know, with a smile and with a, you know, um, hope you had a good night's sleep or whatever the case may be. And then taking that into the, you know, into our workplaces, that is powerful. She, she really is, she is changing lives just by um, the greeting. That is really amazing. I like that. I mean, yeah. And and that's what I said. I told her, I said, I'm going to use that in my leadership, you know, toolbox. And she's like, yeah, feel free. But it is, it's something amazing. And and it's something that's funny, even before I heard her do it, and I kind of do it unconsciously, but with my children, Mm -hmm. because I'm a single mother, every day Mm -hmm. they would come in from school, I would say, hey, how was your day? Yeah. And, you know, of course, with teenagers, you get the, oh, okay, same day, blah, blah, blah. But it was good. Yeah, it was it was good. It was okay. But you know, some days, like at the dinner table, they would actually go into some detail, and that's just my routine because I figure, you know, they're human. They they've had a day just like I had a day outside the house, and maybe they want to talk about it. And it's funny because when I was growing up, I never had that. When I did want to speak and talk to my mother, I was always told, you know, shut up and go sit down somewhere. So I never had that opportunity. And that was one of my things. I said, I am determined not to create and keep this generational curse going. I'm going to do some things differently. Uh, I I like that you say that. You're speaking my language with that that breaking generational curses. I'm with you on that. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. It's it's important. And if I can add this to it, to what you're saying, it's so important for us to recognize that as people, we all have something that um, 
it's specific for us to do in order to usher in change. And, you know, when we think about, like you're saying, the lady in Australia with her business to where it impacted you with you sharing it to me today, it's impacting it's impacting my life. That's that's the chain reaction. That's that's just what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to share something that we're doing that maybe we don't even know if it's been done before. Maybe it has been done before, but we never know whose life it'll impact to have something change for them for that moment, which in turn breaks, you know, strongholds and breaks things that were going on in in their lives that we may never know about. So I agree 100 percent with that. That is that is powerful. Yeah, very powerful. So. You have a second podcast, right? Yes, I, I am a co-host on a uh, another podcast. It's called Life's Tough, and um, that's uh, the, the, the 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 host of that show. His name is Dustin Planhole, and that particular show that's another great show. I tell you, we we have uh, high caliber um, guests that come on in. I say high caliber meaning because we've had people from Evander Holyfield, and everybody knows who that is. We've had um, a, uh, a baseball legend. His name is B.J. Serhoff. He's played for um, the Baltimore Orioles. And I don't I don't follow baseball, but I know it's another um, professional uh, baseball league in, in uh, Georgia, I believe. We've had um, Stacey Stewart on that's the uh, president of uh, March of Dimes. That was a powerful show. We've had a handful of actors and things of that nature and, and other professionals. But that particular podcast, uh, what I love about that podcast is it's highlighting the, the stories of people who have made it to the next level of professionalism and whatever they do, but how how down to earth that they are and how their story of how they got to where they are um, is no different from us everyday people. So that's you know that that that's what I also love about that particular podcast. So if you get a chance, check that out as well. It's called Life's Tough. He, um, Dustin actually has a book coming out called Life's Tough. Um, I forgot the second part of it, but it, 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 it's due to come out in July, I believe. Another okay. great podcast. Yeah. I, yeah. I will. That sounds sounds amazing. And um actually I went to college with Evander Holyfield's brother. So um, Oh wow. So you six degrees of separation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Man, so that, so, was, that was really good. Yeah. Um man, I, I'm I'm just really I'm really glad that we connected because like I said, I, I hadn't found a male that was on this path of yes. using their their voice for empowerment and things like that. So, where where do you want all of this to go? And tell me about your your life coaching. I tell you, you read my mind. I was actually I was curious to see if you were going to go in that direction. So we're definitely on the same page. Um, I'm looking for for it to you know. For me, I want to travel the world. I want to be able to reach people all over, you know, with this this opportunity of of really feeling like I want to share with everybody that they matter. You know, so and and, and that's really what my, my whole motto is, is is helping everybody realize that they're important. So for me it, it's it's being able to, you know, do this um and I, I'm gonna use the terminology for a living. <laughs> so what I mean by that granted, like I said, I'll be forty two this year, but meaning that's what my bread and butter is. That that's what I'm able to you know, travel and, and, and speak. So as a kid, I, I remember the Lord placed in my heart that I wanted to be a motivational speaker and um, didn't think that much about what it meant. But I was inspired by Les Brown. I was inspired by Oprah. I was inspired by Michael Jordan. You know, I was inspired by everybody, you know, people that I felt like, you know, either by way of um, speaking or, or movement, they were changing lives. You know, they were inspiring people. So 
um, getting into life coaching, like like you asked me, um, I have my degree in social work. I graduated from Morgan State University here in Baltimore back in when was that 2000, I think it was. And um, I moved from engineering, interestingly enough. I went into engineering first, really didn't know what I wanted to do, but everybody kept saying, I'll go where the money is. And, and within my first semester, I realized that money didn't matter to me in the same way that it mattered to other people. Um, service mattered to me more. Um, people mattered to me more. And it, so I got into, so I got into social work. I, I got into taking a few classes within, um, the black diaspora, learning about African diaspora. I'm sorry, learning about my, my, you know, who I am as a person and, and getting a chance to, to figure out, um, why I think the way I think, why I feel the way I feel and, and, things of that nature. So really the life coaching, and I'll fast forward real quick to get to this. Um, I've worked in my field for years. Um, my, my, let me see, my youngest daughter is 11. So about 12 years ago, my wife said to me, she said, you know, Orange, she said, why don't you think about um, leaving your job and, and, and um, you know, starting, you know, starting your own, doing something different. So I did that, but I did it. It took about two, three years before I took her up on that offer. But I was a stay at home dad for about eight years, seven, eight years. And it was one of the most challenging times in my life. But what came out of it was the birth of me seeing um, my love for sports and my love for people and putting those two things together. So I'll say my love for life, my love for sports. And that's where the life coaching came into play. And interestingly enough, in this day and time, we hear so much about people as life coach, life coaches. But um, I, I hit the ground running back in 2014 when I started my consult business. It's called... Um, uh, Lighthouse Center, and and it's and it's dealing with counseling, therapy, uh, coaching, spiritual advisory, things of that nature. But that's where it started. And then you wouldn't believe it, but from that moment when I chose to embrace what I really knew God always had in me, is when everything just started rolling out. It seemed like things were taking forever to start in my life. I always felt like I couldn't figure it out. But once I boldly stood for what it was that I knew was near and dear to me, um, that He put in me from from conception. Stuff just started opening up. Really, that's as simple as, as simple as that. So, where I'm at right now is, um, you know, like I said, I um, I, I um, have a few contracts. I have a contract with a uh, organization here called uh, Hepcat, Yo Baltimore, and I help out with the youth and mentoring through them. and And I'm just looking forward for opportunities to really do more of what I do with podcasting and media, but to be able to travel and get paid for it. To be honest with you, because and and here's why I had to throw that part in. A lot of times we some of us shy away from speaking about the, the compensation piece, but in order to be able to do what we do on a larger scale, that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, so that's the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm being patient and I'm looking forward to the opportunities of what that has to bring, but I'm, I'm remaining service first. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure I say that because for me, that's what God has showed me in my heart that as long as you remain a servant of mine to serve my people, I will always take care of you. And that's something that he, has not let me down <laughs> as of yet. And when I say his people, and I, please let me say this, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean as Christians, it means all of his people, because our job is to, to be a witness to all people so that we have to really let people know that, that what we believe is the way to go, but it's not for us to push it. It's for us to share it through our walk, not just our talk. So mm. I just want to make sure, I want to make sure I highlight that. Mm. So good. So good. You know, and it's, it's funny you say you know, your purpose is to travel and to get paid for it because I'm working with a coach who has me writing the book and going back to what we were saying earlier, he's been pulling uh, stories out of me and things about life, like asking me these probing questions to kind of make me answer them. 
And, you know, I would say something. He was like, ooh, that gave me, you know, goosebumps. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's a good story that you need to share. And I'm going, yeah, I'm going, what? I'm like, you know, because it's my story. And I never thought that it was anything but my story. I never thought that, okay, this is something that can impact someone else. It's amazing that you say that. I, I, I tell you something funny. On my, um, and I think I might have said this earlier. Uh, I also am a co-host along with uh, four other people. We it's called Style and Substance, and I have this thing that I say when we have a moment that that I get a chill. So it's it's interesting. It's like a part of our show. They always say when Orange gets this chill, we know that we're really moving in the right direction. So I get <laughs> when you said that, it made me think about it. It, it, it. It's something about when we share our stories that when it it touches someone. I always think about a good song. You know, when we think about a good song or a movie or particular, anything that, that sends that chill or those goosebumps, we know we're on to something. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's amazing that you said that because I, I, look, look, I look forward to reading your book sometime soon. Oh, That's yes. Me. Yes, I'm definitely. And it's funny because he has made me change my whole way of thinking and, and seeing because now I'm starting to recall and treasure those stories and take notes and everything because I'm thinking, okay, I learned a lesson from that story. Yes, um, indeed. And I can share this with others. But before that, I was just thinking, okay, you know, whatever. I, you know, I fell down a flight of stairs. So, you know, that wasn't anything. But he was like, no, you need to share the stories, give the detail. And it, it matters. It means something. And it's true. And it's so true. It is so true. And yeah. your story is impactful for someone else. And that's why, that's why I'm loving what you're doing because you're right. Everybody matters. Everybody's story has some value to it. It does. It really, really does. It really does. And and, and the layers of it, you know, I'll tell you a lot of times, and I know since we've been talking, maybe a lot of what I said has sound, you know, has, has sound so much. I've spoken so much to the positive piece, but it's really the, the, the challenges that I've experienced in my life um, that have really set me on course for now. When I, as you were just saying it, it made me think about, those things that I remember that I've experienced and that when I share now, I sometimes don't highlight those moments, but it's in those moments that when people will say, the people will say to me, they say, Orin, can you say that again? And when I say it again, it's just like you say, when you're talking to your writer, it's like, you don't even realize that that part of your story needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Needs to be you know, so when that is, that is, that is really, really it in a nutshell. We have to know that all components of who we are and how we've gotten to where we are have to be shared. They really Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. And and you know what I'm learning? I'm learning that not only do I I have a story, but I'm learning not to be ashamed of the good and the bad and the ugly. It's my story. Yes, indeed. You're so right. It's my story. So I'm learning slowly, but surely I'm starting to open up and be more vulnerable and share. But it's just amazing, you know, going back to negativity and things like that. Um, last year or so, I, I met this person and, and I, you know, opened up and I said, okay, I'm going to try being vulnerable. And I shared with this person some some mistakes and things I went through. And this person just kind of pounced on me. Oh, you know, condemning me. You're this person. And I'm thinking, okay, first of all, you, I didn't even know you at this time. I'm, I'm being, you know, transparent by sharing something with you from my past that really I didn't have to. And if I didn't, you would have never have known. Um, exactly. But the result of that was I found out that 
the person who was judging me was the biggest liar and had done some things that were just unthinkable. <laughs> so you say it always works, right? <laughs> right. It always works that way. So it's it's so funny how, you know, and the point I'm making is we are ashamed of our stories, some of the things that maybe we're not so proud of, or maybe it was a mistake. But then there's people out there that are so judgy and so condemning, and they forget that, oh, you've probably done something worse. And instead of them having, and, and I won't even say compassion because it's not for them to have compassion over your mistakes, but yeah. just people to be, you know, humble and be, just be nice to other people. Exactly. You're, you're, you're so right. I'll tell you, as you were speaking, I was thinking about the fact of why even the word transparency has become such uh, a word so many of us use in this day and time, but but unfortunately, <laughs> we we come into fu- we come to find out that 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 it's still another layer that mm-hmm. some of us don't share, which is why I really believe we have to share it. I, I'll tell you uh, real quick. Years ago, I was at a session with a family, and um, the particular uh, a student I was working with, Guardian, had said to me that we should never hold a secret because for every experience we've experienced, it could save somebody's life. And I was, I was still young at that time. I was probably in my uh, mid-20s, but it was impactful. It was life-changing because that really also is a, a, one of those um, tools that I was given at a time to realize that whatever I experience and whatever I experience, I need to share it. Now, granted, how we share it, when we share it, is something for us to think about. But, but the importance in realizing that if we know the intent of what we're sharing it for, it's not something that somebody can use against us, but in, in turn, it will help do something, if not to them, for them, or somebody else. So I know what you mean when you say, you know, sometimes people will use it and, and, and seem to, you know, try to throw it back up in our face. But I'll tell you, my, my, my honest opinion with that is this. Once we've released it, hey, let it do what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. You know, I can sit and talk to you all day because it's just, it's like we're we're kindred spirits or something kindred spirits. yes indeed i would agree i would this is this is i'm so glad to be able to to be a guest on your show i'm really enjoying this i, I had no idea that it was going to turn out like that. this is really i'm enjoying this this is powerful yeah it's, it's I, I feel the same because as we talked pre-show neither one of us had any any kind of inkling of what we were going into as far as what was happening so just so the listeners know I don't set these up with people who I know and that it's going to be a, a prescripted thing. Nothing is prescripted and not at all. <laughs> it, it just, it flows. So either it flows or it doesn't flow. So it's flowing exactly. today. It's flowing today. It's all organic today. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. Or we're going to move into my questions. Uh, sure. We're wrapping up on time here. So I'm going to ask you my 10 questions that I ask of every guest. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. Who or what motivates you? Who or what motivates me? What a great, great question. Um, You know, it's interesting. I probably off top. um, You know what? Just people are what motivate me. Just just the fact of seeing people um, remain resilient is what motivates me and getting a chance to meet people that um, I never met before and, and know nothing about them. And then being able to have a conversation with somebody I know nothing about is what motivates me. That's, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. 
what yeah. demotivates you? <laughs> uh, people who are not true to who they are. So what, what, what I mean by that is this, um, and I shared this on a show a couple Sundays ago. Um, right now we have a, a particular series that we're doing called Mental Health with the MEN um, in all caps. So it's Men's Mental Health. And I was sharing, I said, you know, I give all of me when I meet a person because I'm believing that that's what I'm to do. What do you say? Do unto others as you want done unto yourself. But what has always challenged me is when people don't realize that they say that that's what they're doing, but then they don't. So what, what, what kind of sticks a pin in my balloon sometimes is when people say that they're one thing, but then they in turn someone else. And I'm big on confrontation. And what I mean by that is I have no problems approaching a person with love <laughs> sometimes maybe a little abrasive, but I say, Hey, you know, uh, uh, Something's inconsistent here. So what's going on? So that's sometimes what kind of demotivates me, if that was the right word I think that you used earlier, is when people aren't consistent in being who they say that they are. But then in turn, when you're trying to be who it is that you say that you are to them as being a friend, they don't really want it. So that's something sometimes that is difficult for me, to be honest with you. Look, look, and I'll be real transparent in my marriage and my family, let alone, you know, with colleagues, like everywhere. That's something that's very, very difficult for me sometimes. And it really is challenging so i'll just be that that look that's some transparency right there wow okay (laughs) wow when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you but it worked out for your good you 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 got some good questions (laughs) okay i got i have to share this one first they came to my mind so i'm gonna share it had a conversation with my dad when i was about 18 and mind you my father wasn't in my life growing up and um when my father asked me, I guess he had approached a stage in his life where he wanted to kind of make some peace with something. So he and I were, took a ride and uh, he asked me, did it matter to me why I wasn't in your life? And I said, you know, at 18, I'm like, no, it doesn't matter, but it really mattered. So then he said, um, do you really want to know why? I said, no, not really, but you could tell me. So he said to me, he said, you know, um, I wasn't going to let anybody dictate to me when I could see you, when I couldn't see you, what I could do and be in your life. So I just said, and here's how he said it. I'm not going to use a word, but I'll just say, he said, F it. I won't be there. I'll, um, you know, if you want to have a relationship with me when you get older, cool. And um, so mind you, at 18, that was a big pillow swallow. And it, and it hurt, you know. And so I'll even get a little more transparent. He and I were in route. We were on our way to a bar. Now granted, you know, and I sat at the table. Mind you, I was only 18. And I drunk my misery away. But I wanted to share this story for this reason. It was one of the greatest um, things that ever I experienced because it freed me from understanding that what I thought that I wanted, what I thought was wrong or what I thought was whatever it was, wasn't what it was. And he gave it to me in the rawest sense. But what he really did was let me know that, hey, live your life. You know, whatever we're to have at this age or at this stage and moving forward, we'll have it. But it's going to be based upon you and I, not anybody else. So that was something that hurt, but it helped me. Hopefully that was a good enough story for you, I guess. That's the first thing that came to my mind. (laughs) Wow. Okay. What is is your fear? If I had to be honest, I probably don't think as much into fear. And I'll tell you why. Um, When I really was struggling with some things mental health wise some years back, and um, I didn't really know what was going on psychologically with me. Now, granted, since I was a kid, I was 
re- I received some type of counseling and, and, and therapy for different experience. I, I experienced a lot of uh, challenges and trauma growing up. And, um, and as I was a young man and really still having some things going on, I wanted to really get it together and figure it out so I could be more empowered. Um, the scripture, and I can't, I couldn't tell you on how the scripture came to me, but it was that it says the Lord would not give you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and a disciplined mind. So when I really started feeding off of that scripture, and really when I started going deeper into the word of God, if to be honest with you, fear kind of left. I, I really do not fear much of anything. It doesn't mean that I don't stay on point, you know, because I grew up with a lot of different experiences. So with that being said, you know, I'm always aware of what's going on, but I don't really function in fear. I just, I function in faith. I kind of believe that what God has for me, um, you know, is for me and that he'll protect me. I mean, I've, I've been through a lot. So to, 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 to a lot that I've already been through, you know, if it hadn't been able to, you know, to, 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 to be fully carried out, you know, I'm pretty good. So that's, that's the first thing I can say when it comes to fear. I really don't fear much of anything. Okay. Is yeah. there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yes. You got great. This is a great question. And I hope, hopefully I'm not talking too much. As I There's no judgment um, and I have no reply to them because they're your, yes. your answers. Yes. Okay. So um, can you repeat that one more time for me? Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? First thing came to my mind is when I was in the eighth grade, I wish I um, chose to follow what my first love is, is the arts and um, move forward with going into uh, the school that we have here that's called uh, Baltimore School for the Arts and pursue more at that time, my love of music, my love of arts, my love of dance, where in there because I grew up more, I grew up in the inner city, you know, and back in the day, people don't sing, they don't dance, they don't play instruments, everybody plays ball and run the streets and, you know, do, you know, do a whole lot of other stuff. So I chose to, um, to dumb it down and, and get more into um, sports and get more into other things that um, weren't really what my first true love was. So that's the only thing that I would have to say is something that, uh, and I know you didn't use the word regret, but I always say that's the only thing. One of the only things I would say is a regret of mine, but I got to say, but things have been able to full circle come around as I've gotten older and, and, and my love of what it is that I wish I took advantage of then never went anywhere. So that's the only thing that comes to my mind. First thing, I just kind of answered it off the top. First thing in my mind. Okay. Now here's the yep. other one. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Hmm. <laughs> that I wish I did not do something. Uh, that's a good one. I'm stumped right there. Um, you know what? I, I will say, I, I don't really fully know how to um, properly answer that, even if that's the right way to say properly answer it. First thing that comes to my mind is say yes to certain things that I wish I've said no to mm-hmm. and say no to certain things that I've said yes to. So that, that's that, and I know that probably is, is too general, but um, I have to kind of answer it that way because I think that that's something that still happens in my life. And I think in probably a lot of our lives is we experience certain things sometimes that it's like, man, I wish I didn't say yes to that. Cause I'm a person that I'm always, you know, down to help somebody. And it's times that I wish I really exercised the word. No. Um, it could, I, matter of fact, I'll give you one as I was talking, um, uh, renting a property I have here to someone that I knew going in, 
um, they weren't going to take care of it and tend to it the way that I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had said no. But then in turn, it actually still worked out in the long run that, um, you know, that they were able to, you know, receive something from it if it no more was uh, an intervention, you know, mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> so that's probably when. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. What is your definition of success? Oh, wow. Yeah, great question. My definition of success is finding out what you really believe you were put here to do and do it. Live life on your terms and your terms, meaning whatever it is that you know is what burns within you in doing it. That, that, that's to me what success is. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be something, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be something so grandiose, something that's, that's on a large scale that everybody in the world tunes into, but just really figuring out what life is meant to be for you and do it. That, okay. that would be what success is. Okay. How do you recharge? How do I recharge? Wow. I had someone ask me this the other day. Um, I fail in that area, to be honest with you. Um, and why I said I fail in that area is because failure is good because it teaches us where we have to um, become stronger. So um, I don't do well at recharging. What I'm learning to do better at is uh, taking time for me by saying no to certain things and certain people. So that's something that I've begun to work a lot better with just lately, probably within the past couple of years. So to recharge, sometimes I just sit still. Um, Sometimes I uh, take a ride. Sometimes I, you know, walk through a store. But but that that has become something I've just begun to do more now is to recharge. Is just kind of um, move away from everything that I'm committed to and recommit back to me. Okay. okay. What are you awesome at? Listening. Okay. Listening. I, I would say to me, listening is something that I pride myself in. Really listening. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? Um, the best way I could answer that is this. I really don't focus on what I want to leave as much as I focus on how I want to live. And, and here's why I say that this way. Um, we, we, we have no idea of, of, of when the last is. So to me, I try to let my focus be on capitalizing on every moment as much as I can. Now, granted, I want to say that to be honest, as much as I can. And just living it to its fullest, uh, cherishing people and, and, and who they are. Going back to what we were talking about earlier with our platforms and our podcast, getting to know and meet people and helping them see that their stories have to be shared. So just, you know, being a server, a servant, you know, a servant to people. And in turn, um, you know, as we say, in order to really be a blessing to people, we have to first be blessed because we have to have something to give. So always allow my life to be open, to be blessed so I can continuously be a blessing. You know, that's 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 that would be that, that's the best way I could answer that question, to be honest with you. OK, well, that wraps up our 10 questions. So give the listeners one motivational takeaway. One motivational takeaway um, to your heart in along with your ears to listen to people more and not just hear them. We and I were talking about earlier that um, it's a significant difference in listening and hearing. So just to your listeners, um, really care to want to listen to somebody today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this year, and let them know that they matter. That would be what I want to say to your listeners. Okay. 
So as we wrap up here, tell the listeners where they can connect with you, your podcast, and if they need a life coach. Gotcha. Um, so right now, my uh, I'll say this, my Instagram and uh, Facebook are under construction right now, but my, my, my Facebook for The O Factor is The O Factor. Um, for Instagram, it's Be The O Factor. So like I said, it's under construction, so it's just starting back up again uh, as of yesterday. But you can check out The O Factor on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Um, at you either can type in the O Factor or type in my name, Oren Stewart, O R O Y N E S T E W A R T. And um, as you listen to my podcast, you'll hear my uh, commercial in between that can tell you more about where you can reach me in order to either uh, have me come speak. Um, if you would like to have me uh, become your coach, you know, I uh, coach over the phone, I coach up close and personal, so I can come to you, however, whatever the case may be. But my phone number is 443-740-5504. Please don't hesitate at all to give me a call. Um, I'm here to make a difference in your life and the lives of those that um, we love. So, yeah. All right, Oren. Well, thank you for being on Trina Talk. It's been a blast and hopefully really we'll, keep in, we'll keep in contact. Yes, we will. Please. I I look forward to uh, working with you in the future. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Trina. I appreciate it. Thank you. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes to rate and review it. It helps other people find Trina Talk so that they can have inspiration as well. Also, please don't forget to join me on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time as I go live on Facebook. If you're looking for a speaker for your live event or conference, Go to my website and read my bio and contact me at bit.ly forward slash booktrina. I hope you have a great week. Until then, remember, if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. Keep striving. Success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.